Hi there, my name is Ushi Lunny and this is Audio Talks and welcome to a very special Happy Birthday JBL edition where we celebrate 75 years full of legendary JBL memories. The story of JBL is in many ways the story of live music as we know it today. In fact, James B. Lansing's innovations in cinema sound led to a product arc that follows the history of every facet of audio technology. Studio monitors, theatres, music venues, people's homes, cars, computers, soundbars, speakers, headphones, and of course, some of the most iconic music festivals and clubs of all time. In this episode of Audio Talks, we will meet two hugely talented artists who have been great friends and collaborators with JBL. It is a pleasure to welcome the dynamic Dutch DJ and record production duo of Sonnery James. Hello, Sonnery. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having us. Absolute pleasure. And Ryan Marciano. Welcome, hey. Ryan. Listen, how are you doing? What an intro. <laughs> Thank wow. you very much, guys. <laughs> so um, let's start at the beginning. I'm quite curious, and I think the listeners are going to be curious as well, to hear a bit about the beginnings of your journey. Where did it all start for you? And the early days, how did you make music? How did you put it out? And what was that evolution of your career like? Basically, how uh, we have to start at the beginning, how we met Cool. Um, I was like Sonnery here. I was like uh, playing football on quite a high level. It was uh, becoming a professional player. Awesome. And then I got uh, I got injured like very bad. Oh man. Um, and besides that, I, I was always busy with music and and trying to collect music, dance music, house, disco. It was my passion, you know, more, more like a hobby. Um, I was working in a sports store because my dad told me like, listen, you can't only play football and doesn't, don't know what real work is in society. So you have to find a job. So I was working a few days in the week in the, um, in a sports store and, um, I had to manage the interns and I got that job. And then within two weeks, I think Ryan came in and you have to tell the story from there, Ryan. Yeah. And I actually needed an uh, internship. It was actually the end of the week in my school time. And uh, my mom was like, if you don't get an internship right now, I'll throw you out of the house. So it was like Friday, you know, six o'clock, stores almost closing. And I was like, okay, let me find a nice bridge to sleep under. But Sonnery hired me and saved my life, basically. (laughs) And then actually everything started, you know, we became very good friends immediately. We had the same interests, same humor, and yeah. Yeah, we found out that we like collecting the same kind of music, so it was more like love on first sight. And, um, and, and yeah, from that point, we started trying to do something with music and just throwing parties, um, yeah, trying to be creative. And then we found out that uh, to book DJs, it was very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we tried, uh, we started playing by ourselves. And um, I must say, yeah, it turned out very good. We're 20 years in now, I think. So, um, yeah. That is a fantastic story. Thank you, guys. Gosh, I can really feel that moment of terror as you're looking in all the shops and they're beginning to close and it's 6 p.m. So, you know, like some of the best things in life, there's a huge amount of serendipity there. So talk to us a bit about what happened next. So you got together, you found out you had the same taste, the same humor, you wanted to make great music together. What does your production process for music, uh, what was it back in the day and what does it look like now? Has it changed at all as you've been together? A lot has changed because the, when we start playing, like getting gigs, like obviously we got like like in small clubs and bars, uh, you had like DJs and you had producers. And that time was shifting a little bit that DJs start producing by themselves. 
and we love the art of DJing. So basically, we got we just try to find exclusive records and make the most exclusive set and stand out as a DJ. Mm. And with with records, he means vinyls. Vinyls, oh, yes. yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then app, all of a sudden the whole download industry started, and I mean producers like got left in the dark because they make couldn't make money anymore, and producers became DJs. So you got a lot of like producers playing now as DJs. Mm. Uh, and there was a time we were like blowing up a little bit, and we had to make a choice. Now okay, we started as DJs, but now we made our own edits and like yeah, we did we did some <clears throat> productions, but we don't we made productions to have like exclusive music. Yeah. So yeah. just to have it in our set, so people can only listen to it when they come to one of our shows. Because cool. back then there wasn't something like live streams or whatever, you know. Those things weren't even, they didn't exist yet. No, no, it was nothing. You know, well, it, we didn't do them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's do, put it like that. So yeah. we, we make music just for our set. And exactly. we never like, let's release it. No, it was basically it was bad to release. Otherwise, other DJs should have it, and yeah. you're not exclusive anymore. So that was the mindset back then. Yeah. And then everything blew up very fast, and we and we and we like realized like, listen, we have to go put work in the studio. We we were not the best producers yet, but our DJ career was already on a certain level that you had like to deliver as a producer as well. So we started working. We did some collaborations. We started looking around, and we never like really pushed to get like a ghost producer for us working because we want to we want to be part of the whole process in the studio so we did it together we started working and till the point we think okay this is like i think it was 2010 where we put out tribeca our own first own production yes. and after that track everything happens i think we did get we did a remix of a remake of little industry of chesto and wow. the industry exploded and we yeah, we were part of that whole movement. We came in a slipstream from all the success. And um, from that point, Swedish House Mafia started supporting us. Um, uh, Eric Murillo, uh, rest in peace. And yeah, and then everything starts. I mean, you have to deliver, but we got a lot of uh, support from those guys. And that helped us a lot internationally. Amazing. And your career was flying. You were collaborating with some of the biggest names and getting bigger and bigger gigs. And, uh, you know, cut forward to today, you're playing venues like Tomorrowland. Talk to us a bit about the feeling of playing, you know, one of your own records, one of your own edits on a massive sound system to a huge crowd. What's that vibe like? Can you put it in words? <sighs> it's hard to express. It's like, I, we always say music is our drugs because the time you put so much work in a track and love and you try to imagine how it would be like on stage and it happens, it turns out it feels like yeah, it's, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like this, just just this feeling of like, yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah, euphoric. Exactly. You know? Yeah, very. But when you play it for the first time in a crowd, in front of a crowd like that, it's not that fun actually. <laughs> well, not <laughs> no, yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to this other dimension. I'm still there, but I'm going to this <laughs> other dimension just to see how everyone responds to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they're also critical because you're listening to the mix down, the bass line, is it hard enough? Is it, it has to be, you know? If, so it's more like you're listening to everything right on the big speakers. So uh, to see the reaction of the crowd on your own music is the best. It's, it's hard to describe. You have to experience this too to know what it is. Feels like you're flying, like you're out of your body. <laughs> Amazing. Um, that's perfect. Perfect. Thank you. And, um, you know, you mentioned the big sound system there. How important is good sound in these scenarios where you're playing music to a massive crowd? Does it make a difference in the vibe and what people get from it? 
Okay, this conversation is getting very serious right now. I can, you know, I can already tell you that because that's yeah one of the yeah that's the number one thing you need on a stage. Yeah, for yeah. us as well, we love to go deeper in our music with house. And when you play like good house records, you have to have a good low, you know, like low end. Oh yeah. So for us, I don't care about the rider, the drinks, or anything. Just give me good sound, and I'm happy. So that's the most important thing. I mean, that's the way you can tell your story the best to the crowd, you know? Yeah. And um, if you don't have a good sound system, you cannot give everything. So I feel like if you're a good DJ artist, you need everything what can help you to make the crowd happy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's really important to have a good sound system. It's everything. Yeah, when you have a sound system, uh, sometimes, you know, the, the, also the people don't really respond to the music because it's not, mm. they don't really feel it. They don't really, it doesn't get to them, you know? So yeah. if you have a good sound system, it's so much easier for us also. To, to just to translate what you want to bring, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you want to play a track, oh, this is a good track, and then you play it and you think, oh, oh, they cut it off from 60 hertz, the, oh, the, yeah. the low end is gone. Mm. So then you, and, and then you're standing in the DJ booth with a sort of face like, <laughs> no, it's, it's really important for us as as artists. It's really important to have good sound because that, that yeah. makes us even more happy and, and energetic in a DJ booth, and that's who we are. Totally, totally, and it's very much about communicating what you want exactly. to say. You know, musically, that's that's amazing. And talk to us a bit about this. You know, you have a, obviously a high quality approach to good sound. How does this relate to? where you enjoy music at home, in your cars, etc. Do you kind of like good sound in these different places as well? Everywhere. I think <laughs> in our house, we have the JBL speakers now, so it, 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 nice. it kills everything, you know, like uh, since I have that, I don't even use my own system at home. That's, that's, that's the truth, actually. Well, actually, wow. I have the Harman Kardon uh, sound system at home in my mm -hmm. living room. Yeah. And I always, I, I always was looking into like people that were sitting on the couch with a glass of wine and just listen to music. And I've been doing that, actually, because my sound system is so damn good. Yeah, you know, I'm actually proud, you know, when people come to my house, I'm like, come, sit down. And just listen. I put off no, the yeah, light. You did it very good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You did it very good. <laughs> nice. So no, I mean, we are we love music, and a day without music is a day without like yeah, no fun. I mean, listen. So every everywhere in the house is good music. In our cars, I think I put the best also Harman Kardon sound mm, system. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, we part of the whole JBL Harman Kardon family. Mm. It's. Uh, yeah, it's one of the best sound systems in the world. So. Actually, had a, we had a barbecue with our families together. We're sitting, um, you know, next to uh, the fire. You know, it's like it was a nice time. And we had this, uh, what's the name of the speaker again? JBL. Uh, party Box? Yeah, Party, party box. box. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That really made our night. You know, we had like a singer with us we were working with and he was singing on it and the vibe was amazing. And that's just because you have the speaker around. A simple, simple speaker. Actually, every household should have it. Outstanding. No? It's the best thing ever happened. Like you have fun with your kids, singing, doing, looking for karaoke songs, you know, like <laughs> hanging out, really nice. Coming back to music and good audio is in your soul. It's part of your everyday lives. And you actually collaborated and advised JBL on the building of two headphones, I believe. Yes, uh, yes. So helping people to enjoy the feeling of a great club sound system wherever they are. And um, I was reading about your JBL Club Headphones co-design yes. and the Tune 220. So talk to us a bit about the design collaborations that you had with JBL and what was the feeling that you were bringing to people from this collaboration? 
it was an amazing experience. We went to Shenzhen in China to uh, wow. meet the creative team and the people who were making it there. It was very impressive to see how everything works out there. Yeah. I almost wanted to quit my DJing when we met the creative team. I was like, wait, so you can actually just choose, like, okay, I want the button here or there. I'm like, wow. So they showed us all, yeah, they showed us all the possibilities to create a headphone. And yeah, two creative guys showing possibilities. It's, it's, it's endless. You can do whatever you want. So we stick to good sound. You know, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And we gave them some references, like the sounds we like to the tech guys. And cool. it was funny because they say, oh, we never, we always avoid those frequencies in the headphones, but we will look at it. Nice. Uh, and we went back and forth. We were very critical, actually. Like, no, this is not good. This is not good. They were like, uh, what do you mean? What do you know? What do you know about, know about sound? So no, we don't like it yet. You have to go more low and a little bit more mid, uh, less mid. Was and, too heavy. Yeah. And then they came with a, a solution, actually. Yeah. That you can flip your frequencies in an app. Yeah. You can do your, headphones. you can Whoa. do your own equalizing. Yeah. Which so, is amazing because every hearing is different. Every exactly. taste is different. Exactly. Yeah. So that was fun, the whole experience to see how that came along. But um, then I think we did um, a test on a show and the sound was amazing, but the headphones were a little heavy still. So again, we were annoyed, like, um, I'm sorry, but it's too heavy. <laughs> and then the ultimate headphone came out of it. And I cannot live with it anymore as the best thing we ever had, right? Yeah, because you can use it. We can use it to actually work on tour on music. Yeah. We can use it in the DJ booth and you can watch a Netflix or, you know, you can watch a series or movie and still, you know, so or it's on your bike. It's actually yeah. not leaving my head. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> We're very proud, of the very proud of this process with JBL. And it's amazing how they gave us like the, uh, the opportunity to be part of the whole process. But normally you see like, oh, you have some DJs, oh, they 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 collaborate, but they did absolutely nothing on the whole process. But they mm. really let us bring our part in, and sure. uh, that was fun to have this experience with if, JBL. If I knew this would happen, like back in the days when I was a little kid, I would be so arrogant. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait! I'll get there. You know, I'm not gonna make my own headphones with JBL. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, it was very, it was yeah. very amazing to see how, and, and and you appreciate all the products even more if you see how they do it. You know, like so. Also with the party box. So I go back to that moment in China in Shenzhen to see where they work out of the blue, out of nothing, to make something like that. So it's very wow. impressive. Yeah. Amazing company, yeah. So cool, my God, what a what a journey! That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and um, yeah. So I suspect there's quite a few people listening to the podcast now on some of the JBL Club headphones or the uh, the custom JBL Tune Two Twenties, yes. uh, designed in collaboration with your good selves. And um, you know, talking about technology, you know, you've had such a packed schedule of live gigs. You'd have residencies at the amazing High Ibiza uh, venue uh, with uh, Armand van Buren. You've been yeah. playing at ultra massive gigs like Tomorrowland. But obviously all of that stopped during the pandemic. Now, yeah. how have you been staying connected with your fans during the lockdowns and during this time? Basically, I mean, uh, that was well, that was tough because you want to share your passion every day, actually. Uh, to be honest, Ryan and I were, were already thinking about, because we did so many shows through the year, that we had to find more time to be in the studio with our family. So we're looking into our schedule already to do at least a little less, you know? And then COVID came, so it gave us the opportunity to really look at it. And to be honest, we never had such a connections with our fans because we started being creative and making like, besides the live streams, we did like nice things as, oh, you can, we can go in a room together and talk about life, you know, like we did Zoom calls with our fans. 
and they're going to ask like real questions, not only about music, but about life. And since that, we have a lot of interaction with our fans. Yeah. Yeah. And which is nice. They ask questions, but we can also ask them questions. You know, you can actually have a, a real conversation. Yeah. So we had time and we did it, I think, a few times now with a big amount of fans. I think we had one time we did a room with 150 people. Uh, we got a lot of questions. I mean, it was amazing. But you can, it's funny because you also can see and ask why they love your music or your vibe or your shows and you can, you know, and what they don't like as, as well, you know. So it's yeah. a real, real talk. And not only about, uh, oh, I, we play like a set and you go wild and thank you. No, it was about like knowing your fans and what, what drives them to come to your shows, you know. Yeah, we, we're using a new platform also, Woof, W-O-O-V. And um, yeah, it's very nice because you all come in one room and you actually can put someone in the back of the room. And when you have like a good headphone or a good sound system, you hear someone sitting in the back of the room. So when someone is annoying, you know, like <laughs> this guy next to me, you know, right now, I'll just put him in the back of the room and I'll put someone nicer to me yeah, next well, to me. And the, yeah. and the funny thing is like a party room because there's like a DJ set playing and you can talk to each other and you hear, and you hear the crowd around you. So it's, it's, it's interesting. So that's how you stay connected with your fans as well. Uh, I must say it's tough because we miss playing uh, mm. to have the real experience with the fans, but this is a good way to uh, to know to to get to know your fans a little more, a little better. So um, yeah, it, it has both sides always it has benefits and um, negative things out of sure. this whole COVID pandemic. <laughs> we're in right now, but anyways, yes. uh, I I believe that we that we have a good future coming. And imagine if everything opens up up again, it's gonna be the best party time ever i think is gonna be the best time for partying ever 100 bring on the roaring 20s um yeah um, yeah yeah everyone is looking forward yes so like if folks are listening and they haven't kind of gone into your back catalog yet and they they haven't maybe found you on move yet um what is the place that they should go and we'll link to this in the show notes is it your website or your social media or anywhere social media is the place to go on facebook cool. and instagram that's why we're really active and of course we had we just launched the sgrm on the uh, sgrm website like we did yes. like yeah we, we flipped that up like more like a community site Brilliant. so you can check there as well but everything you can find on on, on instagram as well we post a lot of uh, stuff there and uh that's the the act to be honest that's the latest news always on instagram yeah Okay, fantastic. So we'll be linking to your Instagram, your Facebook and your revamped um, uh, website as well in the show notes. So if you're listening, please do check it out. Um, now, speaking of lockdowns and connecting with your fans, uh, I enjoyed very much a couple of virtual gigs you did. There was one at Tomorrowland, which just looked amazing in this virtual world. And there's another one at the, um, now I'm possibly going to pronounce this wrong, the Johan Cruyff Stadium. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Oh, you practice that. You practice that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I must have been watching football. Uh, but that was so cool with all of the drone shots moving around yeah. and, uh, you know, you drop this kind of cool out of Yeke Yeke. Yeah. Are you kind of going to be experimenting with these kind of VR immersive events in future? Do you think that's something that will continue after the after the lockdowns are lifted? I think so. I mean, uh, to see where production guys are evolving as well because they had to, creative, had to be creative in this time. You see that a lot of crazy things are happening. All the technology is coming out with the drones. The drones are amazing because you get like crazy shots from out of the air. Yeah. Um, I think it will continue with VR, but the moment the clubs and festivals are open, you know, that's that's the real experience. At the end, oh, yeah. people want to feel energy. But on the creative side, to promote tracks or to promote 
shows, I think this will help because nowadays you can set up with four or five guys, you can do like a production, shoot some drones in the air and you have like an amazing um, production. So yeah. I think it will happen, but now you see a lot of DJs online doing this, but at the moment things are going back to real. DJs don't have, they don't have time to put live streams on every week. It's got to be yeah. different. More like a tool for promotion, I think, than mm. really put on a show on a live stream every week. But what mm. I like about this time right now, this crisis, is everyone is getting very creative. Yeah. And everyone starts thinking really out of the box. You have to. Yeah. 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 And it's like, that's, that side is a good thing for... Um, DJs and, and creatives, you have to, yeah. you know, you don't have a choice. If you want to keep connecting and, and doing what you love, you have to be creative to get it out. So um, yeah, I see a lot also uh, DJ colleagues. If I hear what kind of music they're making, it's like, wow, yeah, everybody's getting out of their uh, comfort zone and try to do different uh, different things. So it's interesting. Yeah, we have a weekly, uh, uh, like a radio show podcast and uh, the, the amount of good music uh, we get the uh, send in our emails is like insane. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, I'm sometimes I'm crying. Like, <laughs> I, like I have such an amazing set to play to you know, but you you can't. I don't even I, I don't even want to talk in the podcast anymore. <laughs> you know, I just want to listen to the music. I'm, yeah, I'm ruining yeah, the set. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's gonna have a good time for music when everything comes back. I think all the DJs are coming back with loads of new tracks and 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 sounds, and so it's gonna be amazing. I know. We will 100% link to your podcast as well in the show notes. But um, speaking of this, have you guys been working on anything new for your live experiences in terms of releases? What's been cooking while you've been locked down? Oh, Harrison, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like, it's a lot, actually. Yeah. How many tracks you did? Yeah. yeah, I think around 30, 40 maybe. Yeah, crazy. And it's not only dance, we did some different styles as well. So um yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because we even have like R&B, hip hop kind of things like uh, disco things like techno, uh, a lot of house. Of course, that's who we are. A lot of house tracks. So it's, we have to check and see what we're going to do. Maybe we're going to throw an album. I don't know. You never know. Let's nice. see how things are working out. It's also we start doing this because we didn't play any music for people except like live stream. So we went in to the studio. We're like, let's make some music. We would play like in the car or at home. And that's what we started doing. And yeah, it came out amazing. Yeah, very, uh, we were surprised by yeah. ourselves actually, because we did, for the first time we didn't go in for like, oh, we have to play Tomorrowland. So we have to start working on a track like for like the, in the middle of our set. No, we just went in like, let's make good music. Yeah. Fantastic. And who would be your dream music collaboration that hasn't happened yet? Is there anybody on your wish list? Wow. Why would you ask us these questions? <laughs> you know, <laughs> can we do a multiple choice? <laughs> I mean, I could, uh, pff, listen, if I could like get Michael Jackson back out of his grave, uh -huh. of course, that would be, but Amazing. to be honest, it's maybe a crazy collaboration, but I like crazy. Mm -hmm. I think the guy's genius and crazy at the same time. But I think if you put us and Mr. Kanye West in the studio, <sighs> yeah. something crazy is going to get out of that. 100%. I don't know if you're going to be out of the studio alive because we all know what we want in the studio. Yeah. So it's going to be a fight, I think. But I think if we <laughs> find a way to work together, something crazy is going to... Because he knows house music. He knows. Sure. He's from Chicago. Yeah, so he yeah, knows yeah. the culture. Maybe one day. 
Let's see. Mr. West, if you are listening, you know what to do. <laughs> the door is open. <laughs> and, and speaking of a wish list, the lockdowns are being lifted in many countries. Is there a venue, a nightclub that is very dear to your hearts in particular? I mean, I know, I'm sure they all are, but is there one in particular that you just can't wait to get back to? Wow. Wow. Yeah, just one. We can mention just one. Well, actually, I miss, we did uh, three years in a row, Hi Ibiza. I really miss, you know, those were like amazing summers. So um, I wish, yeah, I could back, you know, just go back to to that. Yeah, but there's only one, I think. That's very <laughs> hard. So you choose another one also. Oh, you yeah, said hi. Each, okay. One each. Choose Green Valley. Yeah, Green, Green Valley. Valley Green, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we love the sun. We love and to play in raw places and this place yeah. in Brazil is like in the jungle a club in the jungle wow and it's amazing uh, Green Valley Brazil and they got hit hard through um, I think a storm two years ago yeah. so the whole club got ripped uh, and uh. yeah it was gone the club was gone but they built it up again Wow. So hopefully uh, Brazil is getting better soon and we can go and play for uh, one of it's one of our best uh, one of our favorite clubs in the world so um, yeah but of course hi come on it was our home in Ibiza for the last 3 4 years so um, those two clubs outstanding that's such a good choice I haven't been to the one in Brazil I have had a very fun weekend at high with uh, the good people over there and it is such it is an extraordinary yeah. wonderful venue with great music unbelievable yeah totally um, is there anything coming up from the Sono label your record label that the folks listening should know about oh my god a label we have so much we had so much time to uh, put like work in it so we just released uh, the Tribe EP the second one We wow. uh, every now and then we do like an EP with tracks we put together on one EP it's more like um, a culture thing you know like for DJs making music from the heart and just yeah. give them a place to release that because sometimes you have labels they stand oh no does finish because oh this track is not gonna have a lot of streams and we don't care about streams we just care about a culture and bring it back to the people you know like this is for you and not about streams or commercial like uh, uh, targets just for the culture and that's what we're doing with uh, Sono every now and then and of course, we're gonna release a lot of new music from our side. Uh, I told we told you already of so many new tracks, and they all planned already. So the coming months, weeks, check it out. It's gonna be a lot of new music on the label. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we, we're always looking for new talent, um, and especially talent who works from the heart and don't think too business wise. Like, oh, I need to have hits on the radio. Just make music from the heart, from the, and uh, for the culture, and that's what we're looking for for so at Sono. Fantastic. So watch this space. Yes. Uh, and so guys, that's been so much fun. There's so much to look out for. So many fascinating, interesting things. And of course, the Roaring Twenties are just in front of us. So I have one last question for you both, which is to choose a track for our Tidal playlist that the listeners can enjoy in the comfort of their homes, their cars, their uh, their party boxes. Okay, but we have to make a deal. We have to make a deal here. Okay. We're DJ Dio, so we have two tracks. Of course. You get two <laughs> tracks for sure. <laughs> so okay. I think where we're going through in life right now, uh, I mean, I said his name before, Michael Jackson. This oh, yeah. guy for me is one of my, yeah, like inspirations on music on every every level, dancing, show, uh, singing, entertaining. Uh, and this track he made is my favorite track all time. It's Man in the Mirror from oh, Michael wow. Jackson. I think that's a life lesson for everybody. 
before you point to someone else, start pointing at yourself first and see if you're doing well. And then I think the world is a better place. And a very inspiring choice there. Amazing. My goodness, how do you follow that so well? <laughs> What's your choice, Ryan? Yeah, he goes very deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's one of our new tracks uh, we did together with... Uh, I can talk about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can yeah, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no one is going to call me and like, oh, what, is, what are you saying? This is not a podcast. Come on, we can't do this. So we did a collaboration together with Dragonette, which oh. we are very, oh. yeah, I'm a big fan, you know, they make mm. amazing music and Get. did some amazing vocals also. And together with Dragonette, Cat Dealers and Bruno Martini. Yes. So we did have like a big, group of producers and a lot of creati uh, creativity we put in there and uh yeah summer thing yeah summer so, thing. yeah so this track came to it was like an idea of the management like listen we have to put a, a song on the world that gives people like uh energy and feel good factor you know so to have dragonette cat dealers bruno mancini sonny and ryan in one room yeah, I told you with Kanye what happens. Everybody knows what they want. But this track came out just in the middle and we're very proud of it because the process was actually flawless and it came out perfect. So um, hopefully you like it and it uh, makes you happy. That's really important. Fantastic. So listeners, head on over to our title playlist and prepare to get happy. Um, that's absolutely fantastic. But two amazing choices there. And uh, I'm going to add myself this episode. Roisin Murphy's Assimilation, the Crooked Man remix from her new album, Crooked Machine, just to keep that Irish-Dutch partnership going. I like that. And keep the <laughs> times going. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Our special VIP dynamic duo, Sonnery James. Yes. Thanks for having me. <laughs> awesome. And Ryan Marciano. Yes. Thank you for having us, uh, Oisen. Um, are you actually wearing JBL headphones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, don't forget to subscribe, comment, share, and generally get involved. We'll be back soon for some more fascinating Happy Birthday JBL audio talks. See you next time. <laughs>